Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I hope it's good for you. Welcome to The Alignment Show. i got to remember to turn that screen off. There we go. Welcome to this week's edition, version, whatever you want to call it, of The Alignment Show. My name is Don King. I am your host, and uh, I am looking forward to our guest today. I always look forward to our guest, but today's guest is kind of special to me. So we'll talk about that in just a second as we're getting into it. A little reminder that the way of the three-year-old why is out there. It's on all the major retailers. Uh, We've got uh, e-books. There are paperbacks. Hardcovers are coming. And I'm planning on an audio book in January or February, whenever we can get that out. So you can get to that. I didn't have things planned very well here, Don. Here we are. The link is on the screen. And for those of you audio only, you can find out more by going to donking.com slash 3YO. That's the number three and the letters YO. So a little bit of... um, administrative stuff, a reminder that the 1st of December, literally December 1st, we will be moving from Wednesdays for the live broadcast to Friday morning. So those of you who are regular listeners, remember that little change got to adapt to some other scheduling stuff, but you'll always be able to find the, um, the show notes, uh, old episodes, uh, recordings, upcoming episodes, and all that sort of thing by going to uh, confidencecultivators.com. Get the little ticker going down there. Okay, so confidencecultivators.com will always get you there. <sighs> I was, uh, just before the show, I was I was having too much fun talking with our guest, and I just realized I didn't pull up the stuff that I usually do to be able to introduce people. Uh, I will say while I'm getting this up here, last week's guest, uh, Dr. Keith McNally, uh, I met him just as we were getting on the show. First time I'd ever talked with him. Well, today's guest is somebody I've known for 30 years, maybe. Um, and we'll, we'll check with her about that when we get her on here. But uh, I wanted to give you a little bit of background on what she's doing these days. Oh, and Audrey, I can't pull it up. So we're just going to bring you on and we'll paint in that background as we get you up here. Audrey Williams, uh, as I said, I've known for a long time, amazing technical person, amazing administrator, amazing communicator. It's very rare to find all of those things in one person. And that's the main reason I wanted to bring her on. So uh, let's bring Audrey Williams on to the stage. Hi, Audrey. Thanks for being on the show today. Hi, Don. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Indeed, indeed. Uh, you you sent a really nice blurb about what you do, and now I can't <laughs> find it. So do you remember what you sent me? Do you remember how, how you said it? Because I know what you do, but you said it so well. Oh, dear. You mean like currently what I do? 
Well, and, 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 you know, when I asked you, uh, uh, let's, let's find it here. Uh, when, when I asked you, you know, what, what's your positioning statement and all that kind of oh, thing. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I can find it real quick. Okay, and I'm, I'm pulling it up here. Here, here. here we go. Here we go. Oh, we're almost there. There's so much. November 80. Okay. Audrey Williams. Here we are. Audrey J. Williams grew up in Middle East Tennessee and defines herself as techie feely. You've used that for a long time. Yeah. Uh, she she grew up with a therapist mother and an engineer father, so she got the best of both worlds, and that kind of explains all of those uh, abilities that we were talking about. She's always found ways to combine the technical with the emotional side of projects and work. So I just I I love how all of that comes together. And so, Audrey, uh, when I first got to know you, I said just a moment ago, as you heard, close to 30 years, I think. When did you first come to the college? Do yeah, you yeah, 1999. So, okay. so 20, we're getting close to 25 years, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I, I started there in 1992. And for uh, regular listeners, uh, the college we're talking about is a Pellissippi State uh, Community College in Knoxville, Tennessee. And, and I, I, I got to share this just real quick, Audrey. I noticed up here one of my friends, Jeff West, The Way of the Three-Year-Old Hawaiian is an awesome book. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. Sorry I missed seeing that when we were talking about the book a minute ago. But back to Audrey now. Um, so it's nice. an awesome book. I've enjoyed it. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, 1999. So that was uh, what I'm trying to place right here is when I first came to the college in 92. Mm -hmm. That was literally before we were using the World Wide Web at the college. Yeah, you right. I was brought into the college to help with this new thing called online learning. And it was I mean, web web pages were around and there were web pages. But and yeah. but that's what all the. um the online classes were, were some stat, basically correspondence courses via email with a web page supporting it. And that was an online class, but the college had invested in a course management system. You probably, WebCT, you remember that? I remember WebCT, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was the first person in that position and that's what my charge was with, with like, figure out how to, how this works and then show faculty how it works and help students with how it works so indeed indeed and i think i remember that at the time it was still uncertain what was going to win uh yeah. worldwide web gopher or waste am i remembering that correctly about yeah. that same time and yeah. folks those of you who are a little techie if you're curious about those go look up gopher <laughs> i guess it's still out there but you know yeah it's still out there you know and telnet and all those fun things but yeah um, yeah yeah so the web the web was probably by 99, probably pretty clear it was going to win, but it was still which, you know, which browser and, and every browser was so different and yeah. nobody, there was no standards. So it, any web page beyond a basic, basic HTML page would break, you know, Mosaic or Netscape, or it would work in that, but not work in, you know, whatever. So it was, it was a, an interesting time and and you know the 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 big technological advancements were like changing the background of your web page from the default gray to white that was a win <laughs> yeah, yeah there we go and I, mean, I i guess for for the purposes of our program here uh the um uh, what are we on here the alignment show yes uh, 
purpose of our program, I think one of the points to make here is that at the time, it was not clear where things were going to go. Right. And so you had to take a chance, not exactly take a chance. You had to experiment with different things, knowing that a lot of it would not work. Right. And 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 especially if you fast forward three or four years and then the Web 2.0, because the Web 1. So then we went into Web 2.0 and, you know, that was 2004, 2005, you know, so a few years we were we were pretty ensconced. We knew it was going to be web based. And but then all those services were proliferating and, and and we were getting, you know, four or five new web 2.0 tools coming out and everything was new and shiny. And I mean, you and I were joking earlier, it's like shiny, we need to play with it. And, <laughs> and, it, and so that was part of my job. I, I felt and, and uh, that I needed to go, you know, I would say, I'm like, I'm sacrificing myself on the altar of, of getting accounts on all of these services to see what will work, you know, and, and then could make recommendations to faculty about, well, this tool could work and this, you know, and, and back in those days, I mean, I think back and I'm like, I had no consideration for accessibility, no consideration for data security. Um, I was just like, this is cool. This will mm -hmm. do what you want it to do. Um, and it was super fun, but it was also, I mean, I think now with what I, you know, fast forward this many years and how my, how I would approach evaluating a tool or how I do evaluate a tool has changed so much, you know, over those years, just because of what we know and what our values are, at, you know, what our values are as the college too, as they, you know, accessibility was always important, but it didn't, it wasn't always in the forefront of everyone's mind. And, mm. and now that has shifted and it's on the forefront of many more people's minds and certainly on front of mine. When, oh, yeah, I was, yeah. when I was doing that. So that was one of the ways that things shifted, but it was super fun to try all these tools, but you also had to be very flexible because, and I had more than one conversation with a faculty member who had built their whole class around this beautiful tool that was living on venture capital funding and then died. Yeah. <laughs> and Don, you probably were one of them. And, you know, <laughs> you probably I took it better so. than some people, but it's just like, I'm sorry, that's what happens. I don't have control over that tool, you know, and, it's just sort of like, you know, I, I teach with chalk and now you took my chalk away. I'm like, yes, but I gave you a, a marker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a marker. I want I mean, chalk. Yeah, that's so. the way it works. That, yeah. that, that's just the way it works, you know? Sure. And, and, sure. and so some, I, I think sometimes we look at stuff like that, think, well, that was wasted time. All that time I spent on gopher and waste and all. No, it wasn't wasted. It was part of the learning process. You know, Absolutely. I mean, exploring is part of the, I mean, that's um that's what I, I that's what I like you know that's the techie side of the techie feely equation is just you know exploring that type of and I, I haven't changed even though I've retired from the college I'm still exploring tools and exploring you know how how can I you know either do what I'm doing now with voiceover how can I make myself more efficient you know in the booth out of the booth you know processing audio um but then also just exploring, I have to be careful because I can find myself going down that rabbit hole. And then I'm like, well, I, I just wasted a whole afternoon exploring that. And yeah. did I waste it? No, I didn't waste it. That was a bad choice of words, but. It know, could come just, in handy later, but it not could right come in now. Handy. It's not going to help me today, yeah. but it's who I am and it's what I like. So, okay. 
Well, and that kind of that kind of leads us to the main point of today's conversation. Um, I guess in a way, this is Audrey 4.0. Mm. Um, yeah. Because I, you know what? Just before I got to know you, you were working for the American Museum of Science and Energy, and I know you obviously you did stuff before that. Yeah. But you know, just just following that thread, American Museum of Science and Energy, you're doing mm. mostly tech stuff, and then coming to Pellissippi State working in a college environment, mm -hmm. working with tech, but also working with faculty to help faculty with the tech. Right. And then you became an administrator. I still think of it as Lana Doncaster's position. Lana's right. been away from the college for a long time, but uh, in charge of that area, mm -hmm. working with faculty. And then I don't know if there was another in between there, but eventually vice president of information services, that's close to the technical name for it. Yeah, that's it. But, yep. but vice president at the college. And I know at a vice presidential level, there's a whole lot more of dealing with people than there is with dealing with the tech, although you kept up with the tech. And then took, and I've got to say, it must have been early retirement. Um, here's a, a question we hadn't anticipated, but it's coming to mind right now. You reach the point where you could retire. And say as much about this as you want to. And, and folks, for the audience here, uh, I've known Audrey for a long time. I also am aware that Audrey is a very private person in a lot of ways. So, Audrey, if I start asking anything that you just, you know, don't want to dig into, steer it somewhere else. Okay. Okay. But but the early retirement thing was driven at least partly because of some health concerns within your family. Right. Uh, and and so um, it would have been really easy at that point to say, I'm retired. I'm just I'm going to deal with this situation with with the family uh, that that needs my attention. Uh, and I'm also going to, I don't know, paint flower pots or, you know, whatever. Uh, but you started off on another venture. We've mentioned it a couple of times here, the voiceover work. Mm -hmm. Okay, I kind of know, I know while you were at the college, you were doing voiceover work and probably because you simply enjoyed doing it because it was not part of the, the job description. Right, right. What led you, and this is where we get at the heart of, of uh, the alignment show, bringing values into alignment. What led you to say, even though I could enjoy retirement, travel, whatever, which you still do, mm -hmm. uh, why start another venture? I think you're younger than me. I'm at that age where, you know, I could retire. Uh, and yet here I am doing this stuff and writing and all that. So right. for folks listening. Right. Okay. So, um, right. Well, I, I mean, I, a goal of mine from the get go of my career. I mean, even when I started at the museum, um, I was, you know, saving for retirement. I knew I wanted to retire at, um, you know, as early as I could, just because I wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, so I had been working towards that as a long-term goal. I, uh, but I had other other parts of my life that took you know financial uh, financial pressures and 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 that sort of thing. So it never really, even though it was a goal, it never became a goal that I thought would be 100% attainable before you know traditional retirement age. But um, Eventually, you know, you get to the point where you meet with your financial people and they're like, yeah, you can you can retire at 60 if you want to. And you're like, really? And, you know, 
have money, <laughs> you know, and yeah, and it's not like, you know, I, I'm not, an, I don't want to, I don't live extravagantly, but I want to be able to travel. As you mentioned, I want to be able to do things. Um, and yeah, then, so the answer was, yeah, you could do that. And so, you know, I still was, uh, when, when uh, early on in that discussion, when they were saying that, that we could do that, um, that was like, that's interesting, but I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So I may not need to do that. Well, then the pandemic hit and, so, so it was a goal, you know, a few years down the road, then we had the pandemic and after emerging from that, um, it was exhausting. It just, I mean, it's, it, it was exhausting for everybody. We all know that, um, running a college during the pandemic was exhausting. And, um, and as you said, you know, and I lost my mother during that time, um, not to COVID to other reasons, but still it's, you know, and then my father, um, was diagnosed with cancer as well. And, and. So those things kind of be like, yeah, I'm going to retire. I just, I, I you know, I, part of it was like, am I enjoying it as much as I thought I was? And it's, I'm not sure. Um, no. um, so. And let me interrupt yeah. just, just for a yep. quick thing here. Were you, cause I have a real bad sense of time. Were you still there when the college was hit by the ransomware? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, folks, just for real quick context, we got hit by ransomware and it pretty much, I don't me personally, it wiped out 30 years yeah. worth of, of files and stuff. So I yeah. know that was a hard time for you. It was a hard time for everybody. Yeah. We yeah. all lost a lot. And on top of all of the loss we had already experienced over the past year, you know, several years, in addition to I mean, we all experience loss all the time. So it's that's just not it's not unique. Um, it just becomes layered and layered. So, um, yeah, so I had, it, it, you mentioned the the voiceover. I mean, it's that's something, I mean, I did radio when I was in college. I enjoyed that. I, I did some stage acting. Yeah, so I've, I've enjoyed that kind of part. And that's something I've always, I've always said that teaching, um, and I did, I did education at the Science Museum, and then I was training at the, at the college teaching, training, any of that, there's an element of performance, as you know, Don. So mm -hmm. there's, and that's part of that feely part, I think, when I think about myself as techie feely, it's like, okay, I got, I got the background and the technology because I taught science and, um, and IT. But I also enjoyed the artistic side of it. How do I present it well? How do I tell it, you know, how does it make it a story so people stay awake through the entire training and get the actual information I'm trying to teach them? Um, and so voiceover was something that was always intrigued me. So I actually took a non-credit course through the college on voiceover before the pandemic, just out of curiosity and, um, and found out about training for that and started doing that training actually before the pandemic. So it was always something in the back of my mind. I, I anticipated kind of easing into it perhaps and just or putting you know dipping my toe as all the other things trying it out seeing what i thought and kind of go from there um but after then after i was able to retire and and worked through all of the the things i needed to be available for for my for my family um and and all of that has resolved very nicely and my dad is in great shape now and so hooray um, yeah. and I'm so grateful I was there for, you know, to be able to help with him with whatever he needed. And, and, uh, um, 
then I then I decided, you know, it's like then I could dive into the voiceover part and just explore it a little bit more. And it's been interesting because the voice part, I mean, I enjoy that. The the technology side, I enjoy that very much. Um, the business side. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I, I, it, it, it's, and I used to joke all the time, people, you know, be like, oh, we talk about the entrepreneurials, you know, and we do, we had an entrepreneurial, uh, we have programs at the college about entrepreneurship and, you know, and, 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 entre, you know, and I've got friends that are small business owners and, and, and I'm just like, I'm not sure I have an entrepreneurial bone in my body. I yeah. appreciate just going to work and doing work and then somebody paying me. Um, so, and, you know, unfortunately now, if I was trying to do this as like, if I just quit my job to do this, I would probably, I would be way freaking out because I've just mm -hmm. not, I'm just not that, that's not something I'm very good at the, the hustle. I'm not, I'm not interested in the hustle culture. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the voiceover, yeah. So I've been able to get, get, uh, trying it out and audiobooks have ended up being my, uh, my main my main uh, source of of gigs, if you will, but also something mm -hmm. I really like. And I think part of that's because my mother was a therapist. She was also a storyteller. And so I grew up, you know, we went to the storytelling festival up in Jonesboro all the time. I, you know, I just I my great grandmothers told stories. It's just that's just part of, you know, being growing up in Appalachia, <laughs> you know, and so it's part of the culture. Absolutely. Exactly. You know? So I love yeah. that. And uh, so I think that's why I'm attracted to to uh, audiobooks is just being able to you know dig into the story and and tell the story. So uh, and that's so I'm, yeah, so I'm just I'm finishing up my 11th audiobook on Audible, recording wow. it and, and um, you know, open to do more and and just keep keep enjoying it. But what I like about it is it also gives me the flexibility to do other things, you know, to be retired. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I can, uh, I can go out and then, you know, take a bike ride or I can go have lunch with my dad and I can take a trip, you know, and that sort of thing. So um, it's, it, it has really, it, it still lets me do the techie feely part. It still lets me be uh, true to what I, you know, my, um, we haven't really talked about my, my, uh, my life's purpose or my mission statement to that, you know, that I've developed a number of years ago. Indeed. And um, I feel like it's still, I, it hangs on that very nicely. So, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Before I forget here then, because um, uh, I see the life purpose statement came out of a workshop that you did many years ago. So this is something that you had really, put a lot of thought into about life purpose yeah um and and one I, i'm i've got two things trying to get at the same okay. time want to get at that life purpose also want to mention for people listening sometimes folks will think you know i'm my what i was put on this earth to do is to write books you know which is kind of where where i am right now so i'm gonna quit my job and write books and you mentioned a moment ago if you had tried to just jump right into this um you have taken a a wise approach i think to being able to make sure 
that your basic needs are taken care of while you make this transition for folks who are not going to wait until retirement the lesson mm. might be make sure you've got at least six months of living expense and a savings account before you make the jump do it as a side gig as a side gig sure you know so, i mean there, there are ways to do this over the long term you can achieve more over the long term than you realize and for most people, we achieve less in the short term than what we think we can. Right. So, you know, we just want to make that explicit out there. One of the reasons I can do what I'm doing with writing is because I've got a full-time job and I'm on the cusp of retirement. And so you were able to leverage that. But Absolutely. all of this, right. all of this is somehow tied to your life purpose. So now yep. we're back yep. to that. Right. Right. <laughs> So, right. so, so how would so, you state your life purpose? So the so my my life's purpose is to um, to illuminate, celebrate, and participate in the circle of life. Is that's my that's my elevator pitch. You know, that's that's what I I try to keep in the forefront of any any decision I make and try to, you know, try to, I hope it, I embody it in, in my actions throughout the day. And that's just what I want to do. And it came about, um, I did a workshop back in 2007. I actually went and dug out the paperwork, Don, cause I found, I still had it, um, to look how far back it was. And it was, it was at the time, um, when I was the mid-level manager, you were talking about it and, and, um, and, and the directorship and, and, it was a hard transition for me to move into. I was happy to move up. I mean, got promoted to get, you know, get some more money and, um, and that sort of thing. But I had never really, I had always been in kind of in charge of myself. And, you know, I just had, I had had good managers my entire career of here's your job, go do it and come if you have any questions mm -hmm. and yeah, except for one exception where I had one that was a little more micromanaging, but um, I work great under that. That's, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. And when I moved up, I still had that for myself and I tried to do that for my, my team um, and, and, and everybody. And I had a great team that could operate that way, but it was just that position. I was, it was just so different to be pulled in a thousand different directions, um, as opposed to 500 different directions with the faculty, you know, supporting, it was just very different. And yeah. I just found myself really struggling on, you know, it's like, this was a bad idea. What am I doing? And, and do I need to stay here? Do I need to look at something else? I don't know. Um, and I saw this workshop and I'm like, can't hurt might help, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it was just so well done. And we, we you worked through, uh, I mean, what, what a mission statement was or life purpose. And, and, and then she's had very concrete steps on helping you think through, you know, what your needs were, what kind of support do you have? And then what are the obstacles could be to living it out through your purpose? You know, that whether it's, you know, un, un, unmet needs, um, unresolved, you know, issues from the past that you need to work through. I mean, there was just, it was just really well done. Um, and by the end, I, you know, I, I arrived at this statement and um, yeah, I just, I just really liked it. And it's, it has served me well for 
what, 17 years, 16 years, something like that. And I have to do the math, but yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and so to me, you know, I ch and I chose those words very purposely illuminate um, because I, you know, as a teacher and educator, you love it when you see the light bulb go, go off over a student's yeah. head. So I kind of like, yeah, I, my job is to help illuminate. And also I want to be a person who brings light in the world and, and helps, you know, shine, you know, either shine spotlights on people that need spotlight shined on them, to just help bring overall brightness to the world, um, as well as illuminate, learn. I want to also learn myself. So I illuminate my own light bulb. So that's that, so that word had all kinds of dimensions around it, which is one of the reasons that I chose it. And then celebrate um, just because I want to, yeah, I for, firmly believe that, um, you know, you can make a difference in the world in very small, small, you know, butterfly wings theory kind of approaches and, and finding those small celebrations and the big celebrations are huge. And, you know, and I, so I want to make sure I do that. You know, it's like send the birthday card, so, you know, send the, you know, send the text saying great job, you know, to your niece who you just, you know, just defended her, her thesis or whatever, you know, it's just, um, celebrate, celebrate all of it. And, and, you know, it's, it's it, the big things, small things. It's so, um, except when pumpkin spice comes out, I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You might have been, I'm sure if I offended you, but that's just a, yeah, it's just. Like, <laughs> oh, I relate. Um, I relate. So, so and when, then participate, you know, same thing, just be, show up, be there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's been interesting because that one's been the biggest struggle. I think the, we got so used to being at home and so used wow. to not doing things. Mm -hmm. And I, that one, I have to sometimes knock myself and say, you show up, participate, you know, don't. And so, um, but I, I don't want to drop it. I, you know, I'm, that's something I keep reflecting on though. Cause it's like, no, you, you, you want to be there. You want to, you know, whatever it is, if, you know, you show up, you participate and in the circle of life. So sometimes it's participating in not fun things, you know, going to the funeral, going to, you know, going to the hospital, um, you know, listening to somebody, you know, trying to help, help listen, talk somebody through a downtime or a challenge or whatever. Um, so, yeah, those, and, and I, and I think, as I reflect back, I mean, that works, it's worked for me my entire career, even when I didn't have this kind of statement, you know, as concrete as it is, it, it, I feel like the choices I made and the things I've done, they, they hang themselves on that, but it also mm -hmm. informs how I behave um, and the choices I make going forward. I have heard it said that people figure out their life's purpose very often looking in the mirror, you know, that you can only see the pattern when you're looking back on it. But, but, you know, again, for folks listening here, uh, one of the things with this sort of thing, I think, um, we were jokingly a minute ago, you know, elevator statement. Well, but this is probably not really what most people would think of as an elevator statement. Cause when somebody at a networking event says, so Audrey, what do you do? Right. That's not, that's not what you trot out there, you know? Right. But it is something that you are aware of that every specific thing you're doing 
is hung on that. Right. Uh, and like my my last positioning statement when I was focusing more on being a professional speaker uh, was uh, I uh, where where is it here? I work with professionals and leaders who want to speak confidently so they can increase their impact, gain influence, and build their careers. Now that's that's my positioning statement. I, I don't say the purpose statement out loud to too many people. You know, uh, everything I've done is tied in with my purpose, which is to help other people figure out their potential, achieve that, and express it. Okay. That doesn't work very well at a networking event. And right. I'm working on a new positioning statement for what I do now, which is more focused on the writing aspect. And, I right. wanted to bring that out, though, for folks listening, because, you know, what you're doing now with your voiceover stuff, let's go ahead and get your website up here. Yeah, there we are. You know, so, yeah. So here I'm le- I mean, the, the techie feely part is where probably more of what that would be my, my elevator pitch. But it's just, yeah, that I'm trying to, you know, I and I, I I'm doing some training now on medical narration because I feel like that's a, it's a very specialized voiceover field. But I feel like I could really. I could do well in there because of my science and technical background and not being afraid mm. of the terminology, but also then finding the emotion in, in, in the feeling and the story, you know, of, of, of that. So, um, yeah. So that's what, that's where I'm coming from there. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's going to, to express that purpose in a very specific way. I, I like the way you put it up here at the top. I don't know if folks can see it on the screen. Uh, voiceover artist who enjoys telling stories from the broad spectrum of life. And then, you know, I mean, business, you've gotten out there in a lot of places, ACX, and uh, I, I was pleased to see that you're doing Find A Way, uh, which I know about them through the, the uh, audio book stuff. Yep. Um, we, we've got e-learning demos. Uh, I saw you, you mentioned 11 I love these pictures, by the way, they go along <laughs> with it. You know, we, we've got the background here, are the audio books, we've got the background of the voiceover artist. This is putting a human face on something that can be kind of uh, disconnected in a way. So I just, I love these. And, and, and so uh, I can see where this is bringing together. Uh, let's turn that off there. This is like running a starship sometimes. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, Make it so. <laughs> I, yes, I stole that phrase, by the way. That, that came from uh, David. Uh, oh, I'm going blank on David's life. David Newman. David Newman, yes. Uh, I have to give credit where credit is due, you know. Yep. <laughs> uh, but this is just a, a great expression of that life's purpose. So, folks listening out there, if you're still trying to figure out your life's purpose, that's okay. You know, you, you may be able to look back over it and see a pattern. Uh, but then once you figure that out, it really helps you, as I hear Audrey saying, to say, OK, one of my life's purposes is this participation thing. And maybe that's where I need to focus a little bit of conscious effort right now. Last time Audrey and I saw each other, in fact, was at a funeral. Yep. And uh, for one of our dear friends, uh, 30, 30 years at the college, Dave Benson. Yeah. Um, and it, we could do a whole podcast on this. I think uh, I am a social introvert, so I'm perfectly fine just being at home by myself all the time. You do well with people. So, you know, I would not speculate introvert, extrovert, but 
I'm suspecting you'd be okay being by yourself more maybe than most people. So you had to push yourself a little bit to get out there. Right. Yeah. I think uh, I, you know, early, early on, I was, I would test out as the ENFP, uh, but as time went on and I realized that I was answering some of those questions as what I thought people wanted me to be, as opposed to truly answering it from my heart and it switched to an INFP, um, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And I, um, uh, but yeah, I do, I do fine when I, you know, I get in, in a crowd and I, you know, I, I mean, I guess I've done stage acting and I've done, you know, I've, I've hosted events at the college, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm, I'm comfortable in front, in front of people. I can do that. I've done it for years. Um, and you get, I mean, you get energy back, it's for sure. But I am very comfortable, you know, just hanging out at the house and, you know, and, and not going out. And so, and I feel like that's been amplified from having some, you know, shelter in place kind of, you know, yeah. that long period of time. So, um, well, and you've, you've done with yeah, the voiceover, yeah. you've got a nice little, you, you shared a picture at one point of your, your setup there, yeah. nice, but it's kind of enclosed. It's like a it's, little radio studio. Yeah, you can be in there for hours. You just, you're, you're, yeah, this, you're nothing like, nothing like getting paid for sitting in a little small room talking to yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness well I, we're coming close to the end of our time here Audrey, and we never know how our conversations are going to go on this show you know so uh that's the fun I, part. I, I, I like to come down though almost always there is something that a guest wishes that i had asked that i didn't ask hmm. uh does anything occur to you that you wish we had brought out uh what what the answer to that might be uh, gosh, Don, I, not really. I think we, we touched on, you know, the, the, you know, kind of where Techie Feely came from. The well, one thing I, I know people sometimes ask, like, why do you use AJWMS, uh, dot com, uh, AJ Wooms? You know, some people are like, is that AJW master's degree? Is that, AJ, you know, because we're so used from higher ed seeing, you know, the abbre all the abbreviations after your name. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, Really, it's just a shout out to my dad <laughs> because mm -hmm. years and years ago when vanity plates for your car were free, that was a long time ago, my dad came home with a vanity plate, GLWMS for my, my dad's initials in WMS. And I don't know, I was probably in ninth grade. And so, you know, four kids through like, you know, second grade to me. And um we just thought that was hilarious. My dad was not a vanity plate kind of guy. We just didn't know what, you know, so we were like, what's geo wombs? What's that? You know, and we just teased him mercilessly, but he loved it and he had it for years. So when I was starting to do all my social media and things were, you know, exploding, I was like, I need a handle. I need what? And so I landed, I think we, we were probably on Twitter together, you know, all these things. And so I, I've been AJWMS forever. That's just been, it was just a shout out to my dad. And so that's why it's, you know, the, the, it's why I went with it with my, uh, my, my business. And, and it's just, you know, why not? It's. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense for folks who are listening audio only. I've got up on the screen right now, QR code so that folks could go to Audrey's website. It is AJWMS 
voices.com. And I would encourage you to go check that out. But, you know, I've, I've always thought uh, it didn't, hadn't even occurred to me, quite honestly, Audrey, because uh, I grew up in West Tennessee. I know you grew up in Middle and East Tennessee. Middle and East, yeah. You know, uh, WMS was always a common uh, abbreviation for Williams. Okay. You know. So it didn't so make it, it, you didn't have any, you knew exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so it's it's good to explain that, though. So I'm, I'm it's just I, I grew. I guess I saw my dad write that too, or my actually my grandparents. I think had WMS over in Middle Tennessee, and uh, so we knew what it was. It was just so funny that my dad would do it. So oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I but see. I've just been asked a number of times, or people just assume that I'm I'm listing a degree after my AJW, and I'm like, I'm, <laughs> oh no. yeah. Well, <laughs> And I'm just now getting it. Of course, yeah. MS, um, yeah. so it's just it's just interesting. So, yeah, so I, I uh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's put another QR code up here. Another good way to connect with Audrey is on LinkedIn. And so uh, there's the QR code on the screen. And uh, some folks will be able to get at that a little bit better did i put it i didn't do a lower third on that one we'll put it in the show notes though for anybody who wants to connect with audrey on um on linkedin and i've got the crawl going across on the ticker ajwmsajwilliamsvoices.com oh audrey this has been so much fun we could i I know we could go on for a while we just dive down some little rabbit hole and have a big time <laughs> and i'm going to throw this out there you and i need to get together for coffee sometime i mean seriously Perfect. so um i'd love that oh man uh, i'm going to put you in the green room for just a second while we wrap up let me come back and thank you properly in just a moment but uh, um thank you thank you thank so you. much for thank being you Don. it's been great uh, and and folks uh we, we continue with the alignment show uh you can tell how much appreciation I have for Audrey. I'm just so glad to have been able to have this conversation with her today and to share it with you. Uh, next week, I'm going to have a conversation with a speaker that I've known for a long time. I don't know him as well as I know Audrey, but Terry Lancaster has been a longtime trainer and speaker. Uh, he's written a book that is an interesting mix of, of uh, poetry and um, uh, Eastern philosophy. And I'm looking forward to, to talking with Terry because, again, he's made a change in his career. He, he's worked with automotive sales for a long time. And so there's a through line there, just like we heard with Audrey. There's a through line. And you can look at your own life and see that. Here on The Alignment Show, remember, we're always about um, um, identifying your values living your values so you can value your life. And that's what we want to foster for you. And so until next week, I'm looking for my video clip here. Boy, I have been more scattered this week than ever. I needed more coffee before we started. But join us next week. We'll still be on Wednesdays through November. We'll look forward to seeing you again here on The Alignment Show. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking. Share confidencecultivators.com to spread the goodness. And remember to live your values and value your life.
We will see you next week on The Alignment Show.